Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Acme Packing Company podcast feed. I'm just Mosqueda. If you're notice, noticing a vocal fry, <laughs> yep, that's what a week of drinking will do. I'm here with Tyler Brooken and, and uh, Tex Western. Say what's with the people, folks. Hello, people. Hey, everybody. So the safeties. Oof. They ran today. They broke my heart, man. They uh, broke my heart. It was, a rough, it was a rough Friday for that safety group, man. Yeah. So to put in perspective, um, there's 13 safeties ranked in like the top 150 on the consensus board, which you know aggregates mock drafts and big boards and all that stuff. The Packers' average RAS, so relative athletic score at the safety position, this isn't just draft picks. This is like anyone who's ever gotten on the field for like the for either Goot or um, Joe Barry, you know, Packers defenses. It's around eight, a little north of that, you know, on a scale of zero to ten. There were two guys. It was Jay Ward, who's ranked 149th in the class and uh, actually worked out as a safety. Corner, he got corner, yeah. Yeah, or as a corner, my bad. Uh, he got a 8.02. And then Sidney Brown, who is – he's sub 5'10", right, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Packers, outside of running back, really don't look at guys who are sub 5'10". Um, and he had a RAS of 9.47. So, if you're just looking at the Let's top, go. Let's go. Football <laughs> psychos, athletic. Let's go. If you're just looking at the top – uh, I'll give you the top five guys in 40 times. So you got a 4-5-8, a 4-5-2, a 4-6-2, a 4-5-5, a 4-5-9. Then we get Sidney Brown. Then Skinner doesn't work out. A 4-6-2, a 4-6-5, then another guy who doesn't work out. Not a great day by the safeties. And the corners ran well, and yesterday... Yep. Was DJ Turner a corner or a safety? DJ Turner was a corner. Okay. He had by far the fastest time uh, of any of the DBs today. He ran a 4-2-6. Was that official? Which, uh, that was the official time, oh, yeah. Goodness. I think it was 4-2-7 unofficial. Uh, he was flying. Him and then the two Maryland guys were both in the 4-3s. Um, one of them, I think, was four three one. The other was like four three five, something like that. Goodness. So the just corners watched. corners were moving, but uh, I just watched Turner live. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! It's it's <laughs> unbelievable. He was so fast. I mean, a couple things, right? So if the safeties, I don't think any of them helped him today. No, they helped themselves today, really. At least the top guys. So that throws in kind of two options that could help Green Bay where it's okay maybe one for sure is going to be there at 45 which Mm -hmm. means you don't have to trade down from 15 maybe you do stay at 15 and just draft like a if BPA is a defensive lineman or an edge rusher right then you have the security of being able to just stick with the pick and then the second thing is okay well can they pivot like can Rasul play safety and then can they maybe Look at a faster corner class and Kelly, say like Kelly Ringo at yeah. fifteen, and then move Rasul. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, worth noting, Brian Branch, uh, number sixteen on the consensus draft board. He's the number one rated safety in the class. 
consensusly. You know, I think he's the only guy who's like for sure a top two round pick, especially after the performance today. He worked out with the corners today, and his four five eight forty yard dash was the second slowest among corners. So to put that in perspective, and that's. Not even that bad of a time for a safety in this class. No. Yeah. I think the average, uh, s- someone quote tweeted me when I posted the full results from the safeties, and they said that the average 40 time for a drafted safety in the NFL is a 4.52. Um, the got first guy, there's one guy in the top 14 safeties in this class who ran faster than the average drafted wow. number. So, Man. and again, it's not a surface thing because the corners ran perfectly fine. Yesterday, I mean, Georgia's defensive linemen are running faster than their safeties are. So, how many guys are calling Ohio State like, hey, can I do my pro day there? Run the, oh, yeah. run the Ro- fake 40. <laughs> Ronnie Hickman was the only guy really um, who was healthy and didn't run his 40 time from the safety group, and he's an Ohio State kid. So smart, smart man. Good decision on him. Yeah. Yep. Maybe the LSU kid should have take taken that approach too. <laughs> Oh, just a weird day. Sydney, can we talk about Sydney Brown a little bit? Because that's Go the only it. athletic guy. I know. And we, we've talked about just how insanely competitively tough he is. Yeah. And his tackles are a problem. Yeah. I don't know if he's just out of control and he's got to reel it in, but with that athletic profile, I'm a bit more intrigued. You talked me down a little bit. You talked me down a little bit. <laughs> but the I, athletic profile is has brought me back in potentially. Yeah. And his interview. I will say, hearing him talk, yeah, was charismatic good. as hell, man. I'll, I'll rewatch him before... Um, yeah, you don't need to. He he will miss tackles. There's there's a couple of guys if we get really far down the draft board, like into day three guys yeah. that I think are worth looking at based on their workouts because there were a couple of like halfway decent workouts among the safeties down the, the board. The Jartavius Martin or yep. I, the Illinois other Illinois the guy. Illinois guy. He, yep. he was their post safety, and I've seen a lot of people talk about him potentially moving uh, to cornerback actually because he ran. Uh, what did he run? A four four six, and he had a forty four inch vertical. Yeah, so he was Ludicrous. the guy who was playing the middle of the field the entire time, right? Like Sidney yep. Brown was the drop down guy in the box, even though you know technically he's a little at least shorter. And Martin was the guy who was just roaming the middle of the field, you know, every the, snap. And the explosiveness on Martin is is off the charts, right? He's forty four inch vert, eleven foot one broad, and then he ran a four four six, but his ten yard split was one four seven. One four seven. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's like your lead password. Does he have yeah. a track background or something? He's getting out of the like, box that fast. Yeah, that's crazy. The other two guys I want to mention: uh, Daniel Scott from Cal. He's an old, mm-hmm. but um, he's a, like a nine eight three. He he ran great. Uh, See a lot of green over there. There's a, a lot, lot of green. green. Yeah. Um, I have no idea about this guy. Could yeah. not tell you uh, what he looks like. I've seen him live in person, and I don't know who he is. <laughs> I I couldn't tell you if he's white or black. Like that's where I'm. <laughs> that's that's the big one. Like I yeah. I have literally no idea of this dude. But like four four five in the forty six seven five cone thirty nine and a half vert. Uh, so so that's a good one. And then uh, Jason Taylor from Oklahoma State is another one. Hmm. Probably day three guy. Uh, didn't do agilities, but forty three inch vert ten foot nine broad oh four gosh. five uh, at uh, a shade under six foot two oh five. So the size works too. The other thing about safety too, Green Bay carried a ton of safeties mm-hmm. this entire season. Like they carried six. Um, you know, Basaccia wants to use those guys. Rudy Ford's a free agent. Adrian Amos is a free agent. Dalton Levitt's a free agent. I believe Vernon Scott is not on the team. I talked to 
I think I talked to Andy Herman, and he said Vernon Scott technically, like, there was never a press release about it. I could have sworn I saw him in Indy this year. I don't know why. Really? It was some Packers team. Um, I, I think I talked to Andy Herman, and he said that Vernon Scott got, like, an, uh, what do you call it? like Injury settlement. Injury settlement, but yeah. it never got officially announced. But if you look on the Packers.com official roster, he's not there. Yeah. So we're talking about going into the season potentially with Darno Savage. Savage, Ennis Gaines, and Tariq Carpenter, and you need probably <laughs> at least three more safety bodies. So you want to roll with those? That's <laughs> right. So here's with how today went. What are the odds now that they try to pivot and start looking at free agents? Like John Johnson, was it in mm-hmm. Cleveland, just got released? I think like they're going to be expensive because like – now if it's you, so unathletic, it's going to drive the price well, up. Well, if you look at the top free agents in this market, like everyone laughed at the Bengals last year, and they're like, you really franchise tag Jesse Bates? Jesse Bates is going to be like the number one free agent on the market now. Yeah. Like, yeah. those guys are going to get paid. There's a ton of money out there. Like, the Bears have more cap space than anyone has ever had. And it's in a free agency class where Jesse Bates is the number one prospect. Like, I'm sure they'll spend that money very wisely. <laughs> we'll see. Please, please give uh, David Montgomery $12 million a year. If Alan Lazard is going to get $17 million per year, it's going to be be from Chicago. Yeah, it should be with the Bears. Uh, Do we want to talk about the corners a little bit? Go for it. I mean, there's. there's... No, you need to talk about your guy. Oh, Christian? Yeah. Christian Gonzalez blew it up. Uh, I'm glad they don't have run fit drills (laughs) at the combine. Um, Yeah, dude, he's a freak athlete. He's super long. He has amazing ball skills. Yeah. a little bit of a red flag that Oregon did not trust him to play goal line defense against uh, Pac-12 <laughs> offenses. But, yeah, I mean, if you just want him to cover and, and pick the ball off, he's he's awesome, man. Uh, Deontay Banks, Maryland. I've um, heard a lot of good things about him. I have not he, watched him. He went nuts today, too. Tre- uh, Trevor Sycamore with Pro Football Focus, whose opinion is always really solid. Uh, has firmly talked about the guy as a first round corner. Yeah, and in this corner class, that's saying quite a bit. Yeah, he and uh, he and Gonzalez both had nine point nine nine passes. Uh, Banks went four three five with a one four nine ten yard, and then forty two inch and eleven oh foot four broad jump. Oh my gosh! <laughs> at, at six foot flat. What I wasn't expecting from this corner class, and again, it's because I've I've watched like the top twenty prospects, and then I'm trying to go through position groups, right? I haven't really paid attention to those like bubble first round corners. Yeah, the Mississippi State kid's 166 pounds. Forbes, yeah. Are you kidding me? It's it. That, that's He's a defender nuts. in the NFL. That's not. I, I mean, I haven't watched him, so may, maybe I'm speaking. Out I mean, terms, he's, but he's like, basically. I mean, he's Devonte Smith in terms of his build, right? Yeah. He, he's almost six one. Why would I not run pin and pull at that kid every yeah. single play? The NFL got rid of the rules where those guys can't cut offensive line anymore. Like, take I on the block. Yeah. Imagine rookie Wisconsin Joe Tipman, who's six six. Oh my god! <laughs> on the perimeter, uh, and then I mean, he's not even the only one. The Utah kid is pretty small too. Yeah, right? he's, also oh, and, small. He, and he's less than he's shorter than five ten too. So yeah. he's short Don't and forget he's small. Travis Hodges Tomlinson, Ladainian Tomlinson's nephew. Oh he's really? Like five eight, yeah. tiny oh. guy. Yeah, five eight flat. I should have put together the Tomlinson TCU connection, but yep. I'm a little slow. <laughs> We're all a little slow at the end of this week. Did I mention Skinner? Uh, Boise, yeah. Skinner from Boise didn't run this week because he had yeah. a torn pec. Uh, he tore it in mid-February. He's like the only guy who was hurt enough not to run. Again, Hickman from Ohio State was the only safety who just flat-out opted out of running. Since we're um, all going to be traveling tomorrow and probably recovering, um, 
tight ends today were very interesting, just hearing them talk. Yeah. Um, quick recap. Darnell Washington, very polished, but still got a little personal side, a little humor. Huge smile, like a literal huge smile. It's a large man. Um, Michael Mayer is going to be the biggest hardo tight end in football. It's <laughs> very intense. Tucker Craft, I, I hate bashing kids, but it's not a tweet, so I'll say it. He came off as kind of a, a fuckboy. I'll say it on Did the he? <laughs> he just Some of his vibe just wasn't wasn't the best. It sounds like he went through a lot, so I'll give him a pass, but like, just was interesting. Uh, Dalton Kincaid talked about the Packers. We were both there. Yes. Um, friends with the Kafusi family? Yep, what that's, what it, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, he said he's you know he knows about the Packers and that they have a real strong locker room culture and stuff because um, one of the Kafusis is playing at Utah, and so he knows the family real well, and knows Bronson, who was with, with Green Bay for a while. That was the most extrapolate we've ever gotten about Green Bay this week. So yeah, interesting that it came from Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, the other one that uh, I actually spent a, a lot of time talking to was Noah Gindorf. He's uh, from North Dakota State. He's a six eight like Mercedes. He's a run blocker. He's yeah. just a pure Y run blocker. Um, but he hasn't played basically in a year and a half because he's had an ankle injury that needed two surgeries. Oh damn! But um, he'll he'll probably be like a UDFA guy. But if the Packers don't re-sign Mercedes, I think he's a guy that they should probably take a look at as that that run blocking just you know beast of a of a human. If if they don't bring back Mercedes and don't get like a Darnell Washington. Speaking of Darnell Washington and Mercedes, Darnell Washington literally said favorite tight ends all time. I think the second one he listed was Mercedes Lewis. Nice. Yep. That's what we want that, here. That comp writes itself. Yeah, I mean, good. What again? I think we mentioned this yesterday, but on Monday, he or. Tuesday, he was like, uh, they asked about holes on the team, and he brought up safety and tight end immediately. Yep. Like, outside of uh, Deguara, it's guys who they signed as, you know, basically practice squad guys at the end of the season who are on the roster in 2023. They have Tyler Davis is set to be a free agent. He's not going to get a second-round tender. It's just too much money. Sadie's, who knows what the heck's going to happen with him. Robert Tunyon, it looks like he's going to end up hitting the open market again. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows what the heck happens at the tight end position? They could use two or three of them mm-hmm. at this point. So yep, yep. Yeah, if fingers crossed on the tight end class tomorrow because safeties were disappointing. Yeah, and it's the saddest day in combine history. All the guys were like <laughs> Jair Brown was in like the twos. Chris Smith was in the twos or ones. Man, it was a rough day. It was a rough really day for rough the APC brand. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's still hope. Hey, uh, uh, my entire mentality is. If everyone's bad, then no one is bad. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. Like I look at the safeties and I'm like, I, I want to hit back on Sidney Brown just one more time. But outside of that, I'm like, I don't think my rankings will change that no, much. I don't think they will either. Like, okay, go Chris watch Jay Smith. Ward. He's a weird one, but go watch him. Like Chris Smith is four eighths of a second behind the consensus number one safety in the class. Yeah, yeah. I still want, I still want Chris Smith. Yep. Still want Chris Smith. I'm sorry. <laughs> The agenda has not changed. I will say, Brandon Joseph, he did run a 4-6, but, like, average everywhere across the board. And that was, like, my scouting report on him. I'm just yeah, like, yeah. he's just, like, super solid. And if you get him, like, he's a late third round, early fourth yeah. round pick. Like, let's just use it. That 10 split was good, man. I think it was yeah. in the 1-5s. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's a solid player. Want to hit on uh, receivers real quick from the... The interview room a little bit. I was nodding off in the media room while the wide receivers were talking. <laughs> uh, A.T. Perry was really quiet, like really soft-spoken, yep. um, but seemed like a super nice kid. 
everyone was drawn to Zay Flowers. Yeah. He's not a Packer. Him, I, uh, yeah. Marvin Mims from Oklahoma. Great was a interview. Great interview. Yeah. He was awesome. Another. We're just talking about all the guys we liked that will not be Packers right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. I saw Jackson Smith and Jigba said, you know, based off his interview with Green Bay, he thinks they need a wide receiver. They're, they're taking it that they want wide receivers. Yeah. So, yep. a rumor I had heard, and I think it was in the APC comments, was that, like, and this upset me, it was just like guys were make, saying stuff that Jackson Smith and Jigba couldn't complete full sentences. What? It's freaking bullshit, man. Oh. He's fine. I don't know. I That's just saw. I just saw a tweet. I've never seen. Yeah, it. that really bothered me. So we just wanted to address that, since if people have ever seen our stuff and read that. If we're talking about big guys who who might actually appeal to the Packers a little bit, um, like Jake Bobo is an early day three guy. I think that that could be in there. It's a fun name. It's it is a very fun name. Um, but he was a, he played four years at Duke, then went over to UCLA um, last year. He's six five two fifteen. Big dude, um, might be. I just watched Justice's eyes, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I asked him a little bit about um, run blocking under Chip Kelly at UCLA, and he's like, "Yeah, that's not something that we really ever did at Duke, and yeah. it was it was a lot of fun to get involved in that in, in the Chip well, Kelly offense." Chip like never had receivers at Oregon. He would yeah. just call him like he would call him the smallest offensive line in in the, in, <laughs> you know, the U.S. and stuff yeah. like that. So he, he got going. He was cool. He comes from uh, like a ridiculously athletic family. He's yeah. got like an aunt who's an Olympic gold medalist in ice hockey. Uh, another aunt who's like a national champion hockey player. His dad played football. His everybody in his family played a bunch of different sports, and um, and so that's uh, that was that was kind of interesting to to see his background and he was talking about how his his mom. Wanted him to come back when he was transferring to come back and play at Boston College because he's like a Massachusetts guy, <laughs> and how they had to like threaten to keep her in the in the hotel when they went and visited UCLA if she couldn't keep her mouth shut when oh, uh, gosh, when great. when they were out on the visit because she wanted him to go back home. Only other only other guy that stood out to me, and I'm going to keep preaching his name is just Michigan State's Jaden Reed. Um, he had to wear sunglasses today, and he said, "I promise, I'm not trying to like Ric Flair flash it." He had an eye infection. He showed us. I completely won't shut. It yeah. was really bad. Ugh. But great interview. Like, that guy just super charismatic, comes off as, like, a real pro. And when you watch his game, like, I, I implore you, if you haven't watched Jaden Reed, to go watch him. He's very fun. The one other, like, day three name that kind of caught my eye that was interesting was Andre Yoshivas from Princeton. Princeton. Yeah, we yeah. talked about him a little he's, bit. He's going to blow up a little bit, I think, tomorrow. Yeah, um, he's going to run a 4-2. That's what everyone said. He's yeah, all and, that's, and that's kind of what he said. He's, I mean, he's a ridiculous track guy. Yeah. He's, a, like, a, a heptathlete. He set, I think I saw he set, like, the indoor record in, like, the 60 meters or something yeah. for NCAA indoor track or something. He's nuts. But he's, he's bigger than I realized. He's like almost six yeah. three and like two hundred yeah, pounds, so um, yeah, he'll be he'll be an interesting one to, to follow tomorrow when uh, when he works out and I don't know he might be in that you know midday three conversation. Well, we got the big wide receiver news today. Randall Cobb ankle surgery. Ah yes, <laughs> <laughs> I guess Ooh. he was dealing some something must have lasted from the high ankle sprain. Yeah, because even the way Rappaport reported it was like he he won't have to deal with pain. If he does play next year, and that yeah. the if that's a big if, interesting, because <laughs> um, I think I don't know if we talked about it on here, but Goot seemed like he tipped his hand that the team does want Mason Crosby back next year yeah. because I guess in his mind it's you know he'll have a more powerful leg because he's not going through surgery in August or whatever it was because he immediately went on pup right after OTAs. Oh, but, that's right. Um, I mean, he yeah. had like a twenty six percent touchback percentage. 
I can't. last year, which was worse than the league. So As, only can go up from here. I, I you know, I, I like Mason. I appreciate everything he's done for this team, but that does not excite me. <laughs> no. Well, okay, let's talk about the elephant in the room. We didn't even touch on it yesterday. We did. Roger. Rogers. So smooth number two. Alleg- allegedly, Carolina called. Yep. Right. Um, overheard some things at high velocity and was like, yeah. What does calling really mean? <laughs> like one of those things. Yeah. Um, seems like the Jets are interested. I, th- I think it was uh, Daniel Jeremiah on the broadcast was talking with someone else. I can't remember. I, it wasn't the normal guy in the booth. It was one of like the insider type of guys. I don't think it was Rappaport though. And he was basically like, we're at two decisions now. It's He's going to go to the Jets or he's going to retire. Yep. And he said that he doesn't think... It will even cost a first-round pick to get out of the Jets. I did see that one. That honestly, I'm not. If there's only one bidder, yep. There's only one bidder, and if you're really trying to move on from Love, and again, all of this is all hashtag source stuff. Like I got broken. No one's on the record yet. Um, I don't know. It just wouldn't surprise me. I don't think I, I've mentioned it before. I don't think the Raiders are in. Yeah. As like an organization, as a buy-in, mm-hmm. like. The Carolina thing, like, what does calling mean? Like, it like, are you gonna cut him? Like, is that the call, or is it like, like, how serious are those conversations? I think the Jets one is the one that makes the most sense. But even then, it's like, does Aaron even want to do that? Does he want to hang, like, move to New York, do the whole New York media market thing, start off with a whole new team, not go through OTAs? Yep. You're 38 years old, like, to build on for a 39th year. Like, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, we were ch- chatting with a few people tonight about it, and, and I kind of I, I had the same thought, right? It's it's uh, one way or another. I think the least likely scenario is him coming back at this point. That's yeah. that's where I'm at. But he seemed like, like in that interview that he had with Aubrey Marcus, you're a real hero for listening to that. Thank right you, right. Yep. thank you for your service. You, yeah, the you did us all a solid. The amount of paper people who uh, yep. have come up to us at bars and been like, <laughs> I read your article, so I don't have to sit through two hours of the podcast. Like, yeah, you didn't want to hear about Aaron Rodgers' poop? Providing a public service, man. They didn't, they didn't Thank goodness. To, yeah, they didn't want to do that. Uh, Mina, Mina Khan from ESPN offered to buy me a beer last night when I was on my way out of high velocity for my coverage of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, so that she hasn't had to put <laughs> up with it. it. Um, but I didn't. Uh, yeah, man. Like, I think it's going to happen within the next week. Really? I think the best chance is... He's a Jet, but that all depends on if Aaron Rodgers wants to be a Jet. I mean, even um, Spoons. Spoons Spoon today, that was the big one for me. Yeah, because, I mean, say what you want about... uh, I'm spacing on his name. Bob. Bob Bob McGinn. Say what you want about Bob McGinn. He can, at times, be antagonizing to the fan base and stuff like that and definitely rile people up, right? And he's kind of gotten that brand and... Whatever I, I I mean I paid money for the thing so like I'm no better than that, um, but Spoon's putting his name out and having very strongly worded like they are done with Aaron Rodgers they want to move to Jordan Love feels like that's the nail in the coffin that like he wouldn't Spoon's is probably in my opinion he's the best guy on the beat yep and he's the most even keeled guy on the beat too so when he's coming out and saying that it's like with all the smoke around yeah. and he says hey. There's a fire. I'm gonna believe there's a fire. And and he's the. I think Spoon seems like he's the most plugged in 
too yeah. with with team sources and things. Like they 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 trust him to to be the guy uh, to report that stuff. So yeah, when 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 Silverstein reports something, he he hasn't gotten scoops wrong right very yeah. much. If I, I can't remember one that he that he got yeah. got wrong at any point in the last uh, I don't know how long. Are we bummed with a second round pick? Yeah. I'm kind of yeah. bummed with the second round pick. But I mean, I guess it's better than nothing if he just goes and retires. Right. So I mean, I guess I'd rather get something. You know what absolute hell was would be, right? The retirement and unretirement. Uh, cap space, getting moved around and all oh sorts God. of stuff. I thought it was interesting, Goot also on Monday mentioned because I don't think we talked about this on yesterday's pod. He said that if Rogers did um did come back that they would restructure his contract. Yeah. And the only way to really restructure that contract because his base salary is already at the league minimum for the amount of years that he's played in the league. That's the sliding scale of the league minimum is based off of your experience. And he's at like a million and a half, which I think is like the minimum the minimum for like ten plus years or whatever. Um they can't touch the salary anymore. So they basically have to say like it's not a salary conversion. You add it to Future years, you're just paying it forward. The whole credit card example people like to use yeah. a lot. It's legit him turning down money. And that's one of the things that's an ask from them. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty nuts. Because yeah. I know, you know, the receivers and even the organization have kind of been vocal about, like, Aaron, we want you to come back, but we also want you... All it would it would be nice the, the way they always say it is like it would be nice if you were here in the summer <laughs> because they are OTAs and all that stuff is bargained by the union and it all is optional so they can't force him or fine him or do anything about any of that stuff but asking him to turn down money would be a conversation mm. I didn't realize that he was so absolute about that I mean it's got to be right like you can't that's that's a sixty million dollar option bonus that yeah. he's he's owed if he comes back. And uh, I, I would imagine that that would be a conversation regardless of if he comes back to Green Bay or wants to come back or if he ends up getting traded to Jets or, or wherever well, else. Well, if he goes to New York, like Jordan Poyer is out here on Twitter saying, you know, what do you want out of your next contract? And he says, I want to go to a state that doesn't take half of it. <laughs> right? <laughs> I appreciate the so, honesty on that one, man. That's, yeah. that's an interesting one because I feel like you, you get every once in a while in these cycles – it comes up where you get states that have no state income tax. Oh, Las Vegas and New York are very different places. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Florida, Texas, yeah. some of those. Um, you know, that's a that's a different animal in in some of those places. Yeah. So, uh, well, Saturday we got O linemen and running backs in the room. So I'm gonna ask a lot of offensive linemen about food. Hopefully, we'll nice. get some some interesting stuff to come out of there. I got a couple of good answers from a couple of guys on best cheat meals. There's been a couple of good ones. Um, one guy said he's a sucker for spicy lemon pepper wings. Yes, which is a good choice. Um, another one said that it is always the sausage egg and cheese scramble bowl from Waffle House is his okay. go-to meal. So, um, but I always like talking to the offensive linemen about food because. That's all they, they do. A lot of it, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I was, uh, I still, I still laugh back at uh, the thing about the the shake from Ben Barch a couple years ago. That D oh. three guy. When, we just uh, ate when him, I, got I don't him, want to think about when that. I got him going on that one. That was a that was a fun time. 
Yeah, do not pity the calorie counts nope. that they have. No, nope. you would think eating a lot of food would be fun <sighs> until you have until to that's be your day job. Yeah, until Jeez. you have to be athletic at three hundred and fifteen pounds. Friggin' like Jack Driscoll, the the Auburn tackle, like just carrying a backpack full of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yes. with him to class all day long. I know people who like they play college ball, and obviously when you're coming from high school level, right? Like especially as a lineman. That first year is almost just like you're not going to be playing. Like we just want you to like learn the playbook and bulk up. And yep. every night when you wake up, every morning or every night when you go to bed, every morning when you wake up, it's like two peanut butter jelly sandwiches and a glass of milk. I'm like that is not a great. That's a very bloated life yep. to lead. To lead. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing before we go, Bryce Young shoes. <laughs> They're the noble. If, if you guys are wondering what noble is, I also you, kind of am wondering. It looks like an athleisure company that's yeah, sponsoring the entire like combine. I, the, the my entire awareness of noble has come from basically like Instagram ads. Yeah, that they're you know I, I see their shoes and things every once in a while, but that's basically what it is. Yeah, and and they them getting the apparel deal for the combine this year and taking it from Under Armour. Yeah, is a big deal. Like that's yeah. that's that's a big deal for a, a smaller semi regional apparel company like this. So someone left a review on Noble's website for the shoes from Bryce five stars. The subject line really helped me seem taller for my job interview. <laughs> So Bryce Young is wearing everyone's wearing the shoes like when they're on the podium and stuff yeah. like that. But it's funny to make fun of uh, Bryce Young wearing big old soles. He can't catch a break, man. Mina, the Mina photo and now this, and he's just he's taking L's. <laughs> uh, that was another thing I was joking with Mina about. She was like, "I was wearing heels. I was wearing heels." Because Mina, she's got to be like five two. Okay. Is she that small? I think so. She's huh? pretty short. Yeah. 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 Yep. Oh, so that's how we end it. Mina, Mina climbs his height. That's how this podcast <laughs> ends. All right, po- what's a rat? That's a, that's a podcast, guys. Oh, I don't know. We got we to gotta make it run the drills. Her <laughs> rat score is better than mine. I could say that probably. <laughs> we uh, we do. We, Tyler and I were talking about it. We need to do the Acme Packing Company Pet Combine at yes. some point. So We can't do the pro day again. I'll get hurt again. <laughs> I was doing so good until I pulled my... Groin. But yeah, the the pet combine has to happen. So we're gonna we do it. we're gonna get some we're gonna get some stupid pet videos of, of all of our uh, all of our ridiculous animals and do some scouting reports. Perfect. Go pack go. Go pack go. Pack go. go.